I saw your be good baker running by again the other day, says I to old Mr. Brennan. Ah, yes, says he. I've never seen her stand still. And she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's be good bread. Only 60 calories a slice. 60 calories, says I. That's just a whole meal, is it? No, says he. It's the whole meal, the whole grain, and the waste. 60 calories a slice and high in fiber, whatever way it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's. Today's bread today. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. I'm Adrian Weckler, and you're listening to The Big Tech Show. Now, what's next for Revolut? Can it ever be your only bank? Could you eventually do things like take a mortgage out with it? Or does it plan on becoming a super app? Well, in a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by Revolut CEO and co-founder Nick Storansky, who I caught up with here in Lisbon in the Web Summit. But first, I'm joined by Tabitha Monaghan, producer of the show. Tabitha, are you worried about losing your blue tick on Twitter? Um, would I be worried if I had a blue tick, which I do not? Ooh, uh, no, sorry but thanks about that, for that Tabitha. slight shade coming from a blue ticker yourself. Why be? I should be asking mm. you that question. Well, I will not be a blue ticker for much longer because <gasps> I'm not going to pay eight dollars per month under Elon Musk's new regime for the Golden Circle to keep their anointed blue ticks. I'm not going to do it. Do you think some people will? Like, I mean, I've spoken to a few people in The Independent who would have blue ticks and they have no intention of paying Elon Musk for anything, especially for the privilege of being verified. What do you think generally? There will be some people who will pay it. Definitely there will be somebody, some people who will pay. Very few of the journalists that I spoke to about it so far, and this has only been news for the last day or two, will. Um, But that is from a relative point of privilege. I've been a journalist for 20 years. I have my contacts. I have a following on Twitter. I have all of those things. I can't imagine for a young journalist, for somebody starting out, if you're a young singer, if you're a county councillor, for example, and you're trying to establish your... Your, your credibility online and you might view this somehow as a way of doing that you might pay $8 a month for you know as what's perceived to be heightened status now I would take a slightly different approach to it in the sense that I would see it as lessening the authenticity yeah. of the whole platform and not just because I won't pay for it. It, it doesn't Twitter doesn't care what I do or don't do but think about it this way Twitter's core importance is really just one thing, and that is when the big news moment occurs, the Mm. really big one, to be able to tell in minutes or seconds that whoever is tweeting about it or tweeting a news story or tweeting a view is actually them and is verified. Now, it's not utterly essential. You know, there are lots of people who are totally credible who don't have blue check marks. But just take that small element away and you're probably taking a tiny bit of Twitter's core relevance away, in my opinion. Well, I would look as well, is that, okay, maybe those people who mightn't, who I mightn't think are as important, but still have those blue ticks. If those blue ticks mm. stay, it's it's like, okay, well, I actually pay, I'm paying for this privilege. It's like, I know how you're spending your money and I don't think it's, it's a bit awkward. It's kind of like having a fake degree on your yeah. wall, isn't it? <laughs> 
It's kind of yeah. like how you like going into a sort of a, a you know, one of those. Uh, what do they call those doctors, those wannabe doctors who oh. give you herbs and, and, oh, and things yeah. like that? And you see all the certificates from, you know, the medical school <laughs> of California, <laughs> etc. I No, but on a serious note, there is a potential positive spin to this, to be fair to Twitter. So you could argue that by introducing a system where you can pay for a verified checkmark, that might knock out an awful lot of bots because it's not really feasible for bots to keep buying, uh, you know, blue check marks and credit card details. Yeah. So Musk is probably right uh, in that sense. You could also argue that the system is a little bit elitist. I mean, I would say that it's it's an authenticity thing and that it actually serves Twitter itself more than the people who have the blue check marks because it's in Twitter's interest to be able to, you know, showcase. Um, credible, authentic newsmakers, uh, not me, but uh, like a lot of senior uh, institutions, for example, are actually on Twitter. And, and you go there to see what their take or what their latest line is uh, on something. That benefits Twitter, the company, yeah. Elon Musk, more than it benefits the institution itself. So, um, but there is a case to be made that you are introducing a wider authenticity and that is something that Twitter does need to be fair. And it hasn't been just about the blue ticks this week it has been a busy week for Elon Musk and Twitter HQ he's he's made some sweeping changes especially with the board. Well he fired the board and he made himself uh, the permanent CEO it's not permanent CEO the standing CEO which he says will be temporary but it's not just that it was kind of embarrassing for Elon Musk because he cut off most of the trust and safety team from being able to access their controls within the company, which was reported as a transition thing. But he did it at the, as the same time as tweeting out himself a conspiracy theory, yes. uh, a, a homophobic conspiracy theory about the husband of the US Congressional Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who had been attacked, Paul Pelosi, who had been attacked in his home. And he tweeted out a homophobic conspiracy theory about it. He then deleted it um, afterwards at that tweet was completely discredited by uh, local police so i mean if you're working in twitter if you're one of the 500 people working in the twitter in the twitter's irish office what are you thinking you know musk is cutting off access to most of the trust and safety staff he's saying he's going to let go a quarter of all of twitter staff and then he tweets out a conspiracy theory himself. It's a, it's a wild you know? move, all right. But also it speaks to, especially his tweet about Nancy Pelosi's husband, it speaks to that concern that many people have had about Musk taking over Twitter, about what he's going to do to free speech and what he's going to allow or not allow on Twitter. You know, there's talk now about uh, Donald Trump possibly getting his account back. Mm. I mean, it, do, it, it, it doesn't um, say a lot for what could happen down the line if Musk is doing that himself. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I would be wor a little worried about Trump getting back on if he treats it the same way as he did before. I'd be a little bit more worried about Musk trading influence on Twitter for things like access to car markets. So you're looking at, say, giant markets like India, for example, over a billion consumers trying to get into that market with Tesla. The Indian government is extremely controlling and it's a, it's a democratic elected government, but it acts like an authoritarian one when it comes to online social platforms. Not hard to see a situation where the Indian government says, if you want access to this market for Teslas, you will now not allow 
um, X, Y, and Z to you know, tweet about human rights. On the other hand, at the other extreme, um, you can also see a situation where Musk gives, you know, loosens the reins on all sorts of libertarian um, kind of conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, uh, you know, sources and uh, w without the, the proper content moderation yeah. uh, facilities. Although it is fair to note that he has already enraged part of the um, hard right community by saying that uh, Twitter will continue to have content moderation policies and that he has consulted with a number of civil rights leaders on it. Already the mob that had been whipped up and who were delighted that Musk yeah. was taking over, thinking that this was going to be their new dawn, already they're starting to turn on him. Okay, so really maybe we don't have as much to worry about in that sense. I think Twitter's still going to be here in 10 years. I also think Musk just about has enough in the bank in terms of goodwill um, as you know, an innovator and as somebody who's built companies like Tesla and SpaceX, just about to be given some um, time and leeway to build out a Twitter, even if he spoofed his way through the entire acquisition. Um, and in many ways, he remains a, a bit of a spoofer. Um, he's, he deserves some latitude in uh, and time in, in, in being in building the, the network out. And I, I do think Twitter will still be here in five or 10 years. So anyway, Tabitha, enough about Twitter and my blue check mark and you know, your non-blue check mark. Oh and my who, God, you know, the shade needs a blue from check you mark. today. <laughs> and who needs a blue check mark? Um, interesting, I'm over here in the Web Summit in Lisbon and I did get a chance to sit down with uh, Revolut's co-founder and CEO, Nick Storonsky, to talk about the future of the app and what it might do in Ireland. And this is how the conversation went. Nick, Revolut has over 2 million Irish users, which makes Ireland, I think, its joint second biggest market after the UK. I want to talk to you about that, your mission to become maybe a financial super app, and a number of other things. But first, just before we get to all that, I want to ask you about a report earlier this week about you renouncing your Russian citizenship. Um, did it hurt to do that? Well, I'm kind of you know, against the war, so you know, I just you know, renounced it. And the uh, reality, because I lived in the uh, UK for the last uh, 16 years, our businesses in Europe, so it doesn't make sense for me to, to, to hold it. Okay, so but emotionally, did it hurt? Well, I mean, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little but, bit. Uh, yeah. Look, we talk about Revolut as being potentially a super app. I mean, it now does personal loans, it has credit cards, crypto trading, cashback shopping, and just this week you launched instant messaging. Um, are you trying to become a European super app? Well, ultimately, we want to have in one app all the financial services that our people use. I want to provide the services uh, like in the simple, intuitive and uh, cost-effective way for people. Well, what do you think when you hear people talking about Revolut as being a potential super app? I mean, you now have instant messaging. Well, I mean, super app is a very high-level concept, right? Ultimately, what it means for me, Super App, is uh, in one app, I can get access to everything what I need regarding my money. And that it's, it's in a very simple way as well, right? If I want to trade, I can trade. If I want to buy, sell crypto, I can do it. I can uh, withdraw money, I can, you know, do effects, I can do transfers, uh, I can borrow money. So for me, just, you know, a tool where I can get everything what I need uh, at, uh, at a good price. Would you ever consider expanding into services like mortgages, for example? Yeah, definitely. At a certain point of time, we will uh, also do our mortgages for consumers because when I look at all the mortgages processes, they're quite uh, legacy as well. 
So it takes, you know, what, seven days, you know, at, at best. But then, you know, in, in the worst case, it can be, take you, you know, one, two months to get the mortgage. Mm. In considering that, what kind of models would you look at? Like the states, they have things like rocket mortgages and, and, and models like that. Are, is there any model you're thinking of if you were thinking of mortgages? I think it's it can be two models, right? The one is uh, a mortgage financed by us as a bank, or, or be like a mortgage introducer, or it can be a combination. But ultimately, what we want to build, we want to build a frictionless experience for people and 100% uh, digital. So you can, you know, within the app, you you apply for for the mortgage, you select the house that you want to buy, and then uh, you get it, you know, at the same time, right? So everything is instant and automated. Now I mentioned that Ireland is your second biggest market after the UK. Do you think you get a benefit still in Ireland from how poor the traditional Irish banks' tech is, the apps, the user interface? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you know, one of the reasons why we're so popular in the island because you know banks are not good there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of complaints if you open one of the leading banks' apps on a tablet, for example, like this iPad. It it's vertical and not horizontal basic stuff like that how much of a difference do you think ease of use and user interface makes when using an app of financial i think it's a massive right because uh, we, we we got used to thinking about the bank as some kind of you know building where you go to get something what you want but the reality uh, in the end uh, banking is a software business right everything should be automated and uh, be provided uh, instantly efficiently and uh, like autonomously from people Hmm. Now, I know you're waiting on licenses in countries like the UK, Brazil, Australia, yeah. uh, Mexico, I think the US um, as well. Um, for now, are you happy that the Lithuanian license that you have is enough for a Europe-wide financial services uh, app? Yeah, for now, what we've done with Lithuanian license, we actually branched out in every single country in Europe. That means we also regulate it uh, as a bank in every single country in Europe by a local regulator. Uh, so, you know, so far it's enough. Hmm. And would you seek any other European licenses? I know you're waiting on a UK one. Uh, I mean, for, for now, we are not really working on it, but you know, maybe if things change, you know, we might. Mm -hmm. Now, you sought an Irish li license, um, and the central bank took 30 months uh, sitting on it, and you walked away. Um, were you frustrated by that? Well, ultimately, uh, when we applied in Ireland, right, we applied uh, for it uh, for Brexit. Right, and because it wasn't ready in time for Brexit, we used our uh, Lithuanian license. And then, uh, by the time uh, Irish license was ready, we already rolled out and branched out the bank out of Lithuania in every single country. And then uh, we just, you know, thought, okay, what is beneficial for Irish customers? Obviously, you know, we can use e-money license Irish in Ireland for Irish customers, but then they don't have uh, uh, customer protection, and then they don't have access to all the products that we have on, on the bank. Right, so it made sense just to branch out the bank in Ireland. Uh, so it was more like uh, cost-benefit analysis for customers. Okay. Did that have any effect on plans for the Irish operation? Did you? No. I mean, you had uh, to scale down. No, reality we didn't because we actually transferred majority of people in Ireland to in, in Lithuanian bank. But in terms of the Irish office, I think there's 130 people uh, employed. No, did, I mean the majority of them they were transferred in in Lithuanian bank. So if you look at our CEO for for the bank, he's actually you know, used to be CEO for Ireland. Mm -hmm. And. Do you have any plans now for the Irish office? Um, uh, plans? I mean, we, we're always hiring, you know, people. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of licenses, I think in a way we, we are set in Europe at the moment. Now you have a new spend from crypto feature uh, as well, um, and I think you've doubled the number of crypto users in Ireland in the last year. And I read that one in five 
Irish Revolut users actually trades crypto. How important is crypto uh, to Revolut? Is it any more or less profitable than any other parts of the business? I mean, it used to be, you know, obviously very good last year. Uh, this year is a very small portion of our business. But I think uh, uh, as a product, it's still amazing. We're still kind of investing a lot of resources into, you know, building it, improving it. And then uh, hopefully, you know, one day uh, it will be a, a very large part of the financial system. Mm -hmm. Now, I was in the U.S. for the last two weeks and we, I was traveling with friends and it came, when it came time to share bills, I asked them to Revolut me. Now, neither of them had actually heard of Revolut, but one of them actually downloaded the app and transferred money to me, no problem. The other couldn't. It failed at the uh, setup phase. Um, how big of a challenge or an opportunity is the U.S. for you? I mean, the U.S. is a huge bucket and you know, obviously uh, we'll try as much as we can uh, to win it. And then the problem with the U.S. is that it's, it's also in a very fragmented in terms of uh, states. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of banks in the U.S., so thousands and thousands of banks and also you know, quite difficult to receive license. Just going back to the general mission for, uh, for Revolut, is the goal here for me to use Revolut as my everything bank? As everything related to finance, yes, that's the goal. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, anything what you need in terms of uh, money, right? Uh, you have one up. Whether you invest or spend or borrow or lend, yeah, that's the goal. Lastly, last question. Yeah. The Irish banks going back, they seem a little bit worried about Revolut. Every time I talk to them, they're always talking about uh, Revolut. Are they right to be worried? Uh, well, I think, you know, obviously, we're providing you know, better products for, for better prices and we, uh, we're competing with them. So as a, as a competition, yes, they should be worried. Yeah. Okay. Nick Stjoronski, co-founder and CEO of Revolut. Thank you very much. And that's all we have time for this week. From me, Adrian Weckler in the Big Tech Show. Uh, I will talk to you same time next week. Bye-bye.